But today we're continuing our series, our sermon series on great hymns of faith. And last week, Pastor Brennan opened this up and he talked about the hymn Amazing Grace. Wasn't that an incredible word and a a beautiful reminder of the power of God's grace in our life? And I don't know about you, but I sung Amazing Grace all week. Did anyone else have it stuck in their head all week? Yeah, I was singing it every day. I was singing Amazing Grace. It sounds really good in the shower, doesn't it? When you're singing in the shower, it sounded beautiful. But this week we're talking about the hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Or if you want to put it in modern terms, it's O-M-G-I-F. Oh my God is faithful. If you want to, you know, come up with the times. (laughs) Great is thy faithfulness. There was a man by the name of Thomas Chisholm. And he wrote the lyrics of this hymn. He was born in 1866 in Kentucky. And although he had no formal education, he was quite successful academically. And he became a school teacher at just 16 years of age. He went on to become an editor and wrote for newspapers. And when he was 26, he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And he pursued seminary studies and he was ordained as a minister. He wrote hundreds of poems in his lifetime, but it was this one that was inspired by Lamentations 3.23 that he sent off to a friend and the friend wrote the music for it. And it was sung on the radio and a young Billy Graham at the time heard the song being played on the radio and instantly was moved by it, fell in love with this song and insisted that it was sung at his crusades. And so this song was used heavily throughout Billy Graham's crusades and that's how it became internationally renowned, became famous by that process. So Lamentations chapter 3, which this, this hymn is based on, we'll read that out in verse 22 to 24. It says this, The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in Him. You know, this, this man, Chisholm, he was only in ministry for about a year before he had to resign because of poor health conditions. He, he, his health was not good, so he couldn't continue in that. And he battled health issues for the remainder of his life. And he became a life insurance salesman, just an ordinary guy doing an ordinary desk job, writing incredible literature. You know, it seemed like a, it was a seemingly unimpressive life. But when he looked back over it, he could only rejoice at the faithfulness of God, at the hand of God that he had uh, witnessed in his life. And this is one of the quotes towards the end of his life that he said. He said, my income has not been large at any time due to impaired health in the earlier years, which has followed me until now. Although I must not fail to record here the unfailing faithfulness of a covenant-keeping God and that he has given me many wonderful displays of his providing care for which I am filled with astonishing gratefulness. He had an incredible revelation and experience of the faithfulness of God. And you know, some hymns, some of our, uh, the amazing hymns and the famous hymns that we sing, they've been birthed out of trouble. They've been birthed out of the storms of life. They've been birthed out of sorrow and insurmountable challenges that have, you know, that God has turned around and, and created incredible victories from. Like Amazing Grace, we heard that story. It was birthed out of, you know, someone in their darkest, lowest moment experiencing the grace of God. It is well with my soul, which we will go into in a, in a, in a coming week. You know, that was birthed out of a, an incredible, incredibly challenging season in somebody's life. But this hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness, just an ordinary guy living an ordinary life, but proclaiming the faithfulness of God. 
See, the thing is, faithfulness is kind of boring, isn't it? Faithfulness is boring. It's reliable. It's dependable. It always shows up. It never fails. It's a quiet strength. It's consistent. It's steadfast. It's unchanging. It never changes. It is always the same. How boring, right? <laughs> See, amazing grace is like, if, if amazing grace is like fireworks, it's kind of spectacular and inspiring and incredible and it's, it's awe-inspiring. If, if amazing grace is like fireworks, faithfulness is like a slow burning candle. Just a single candle that just uninspiring. It's not very spectacular at all, but it's constant. In fact, faithfulness is probably more like a trick candle. You know those trick candles where you try and blow it out and it comes back up again? Yeah. Comes back up again. You're trying to blow this candle out, but it just keeps coming back up. That's faithfulness. It's constant. It's always there. It never goes away. It's steadfast. And you can try and blow out the faithfulness of God, but it'll just keep lighting up. And He will just keep showing up and, and showing His faithfulness throughout your life. I'm just teasing about faithfulness being boring, right? Because my God, doesn't His faithfulness, doesn't God's faithfulness give us an incredible sense of security? and a sense of safety and a sense of rest and peace and a, and a certainty and an honesty yeah. that we don't find, you know, much where else in the world, right? Yeah. If you've ever had an unreliable person in your life, you'll know exactly what it feels like to be let down. You'll know what it feels like to live in uncertainty, to live in unrest, to be un, unsure of the future. You, you'll know what it, it feels like to live in disappointment, but we need to understand, church, that our God is nothing like that. He is faithful. He is absolutely 100%. He is the original and the best of faithfulness. He can be trusted. And I thank God today, particularly today, for mums and, and for dads who are faithful, who keep showing up, who are reliable, who are always there no matter what, who are trustworthy. Parents, do not underestimate the power of faithfulness to your children. Just being there, being present, giving them a sense of security and safety and a sense of peace and certainty that they know that you'll be there no matter what. And that sense will, will carry them throughout their life, that sense of faithfulness, knowing what it is to have faithful parents. Amen? We were at my son's first ever soccer game yesterday. It is first ever soccer game. And he was very excited about this game and he's got all the gear and no idea, yeah? He was kitted up because when you sign them up, you got to, you know, get the uniform and the socks. He's got the boots and the shin pads. He's even got the tracksuit pen. He's got the ball and he's even got the club bag. Like he is kitted up, all the gear, but no idea, no idea. And so he's getting ready to play his first game and he's, um, you know, they, they got them standing on the field and they're about to kick off. Like first game, they're about to kick off. And I see my son and I can't hear him, but I know exactly what's going on. I see him do this. Activate wings. Psh, psh. <laughs> they, they kick off the ball and my son's running around the field being an aeroplane. But I will faithfully keep showing up because faithfulness... <laughs> He may, he may grow up to be an ordinary soccer player, but he, he, he may not grow up to be a great soccer player. But he may grow up to be a great aeroplane, who knows? 
But parents, it's so important, our, our faithfulness to our children, our devotion to our children, no matter who they are, no matter where they're at, they will sense our devotion and our faithfulness to them. Amen? Amen. Ordinary kids need faithful mum and dads that make life extraordinary. You know, in this hymn, there, there are three verses that, that Chisholm wrote, and each of them describe an aspect of the faithfulness of God. In the first verse, I'll read it out. It'll come up on the screen. It says this. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thy compassions they fail not, as thou hast been, thou forever will be. This, this first verse is talking about the faithfulness of God's character. The faithfulness or, or what we can see in the Word of God as it describes our Heavenly Father, the faithfulness of Him. And it, it's based on the verse, uh, James chapter 1, verse 17. And that verse says this, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. See, a shadow moves with the sun, doesn't it? As the sun moves, the, the shadow shifts. Have you ever been to the, the park? You set up for a picnic, and you're sitting in the shade and everything's really lovely and cool and then all of a sudden the shadow starts to move and then you have to pick everything up and you've got to follow the shadow and you set everything up again and if you're there long enough, you've got to pick everything up and you've got to keep following the shadow because the shadow turns, it moves, it shifts, yeah? And what it's saying about our God is that He does not move, that His shadow does not shift, that while we are under and in His presence, we can always be certain that His shadow, His protection, His kindness, His love and His compassion will never move. We don't have to chase the faithfulness of God. In fact, Psalm 23 tells us that His faithfulness, His, His goodness and His mercy actually chases us. It follows us all the days of our lives. Our responsibility is to, to put ourselves in His presence. It says those who live in the shelter of the Most High what? Will, will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. When we place God as our covering, when we, when we make God our God and we say, you know, I'm following Him, I'm following Jesus. As we put ourselves under that shelter, then we can be certain that the shadow of His faithfulness and the shadow of His goodness and the shadow of His love, we will never have to chase it because it does not shift and it does not move. We will all, always find ourselves in His presence. You know, on this earth, we don't, we don't get to see God in all His fullness and glory because of sin. Because of sin, we're separated from God. But we are, while we're on this earth, we are not without God. And what we do get to enjoy on this earth is His shadow. And I cannot wait for that glorious day when we no longer just have to remain in the shadow, but we get to see Jesus face to face. You know, God is faithful. He's not a shifting shadow. He does not change. His compassion, the way that he has moved towards us, does not change. It never fails. As he has been, he will always be. Yesterday, today, and forever. The second verse says this. Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above, join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. The second verse talks about the faithfulness of God's creation. So we've talked about the faithfulness of God's character and then we talk about the faithfulness of God's creation because, because God is faithful, what He has created is faithful. You know, the seasons, the, the sun and the moon and the stars, they all continue on their courses, perfectly, orderly, quietly guided by God's faithful hand 
without any help from us. Have you ever noticed that? The sun needs no human intervention to rise every morning. (laughs) It faithfully rises. In Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, it says this, as long as the earth remains, and this is after the, the, um, the story of Noah, where, where God basically rewashes the earth, he rebirths the earth, and he promises, he sets a rainbow in the sky, and he promises that never again would he flood the earth again, that, that we would always know his mercy and his faithfulness. It says, as long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. God's creation is faithful because He is faithful. The gravitational force of 9.81 metres per second per second will always be holding us and keeping us grounded to this earth because His creation is faithful. The position of the the sun in, in, in relation to the earth and the moon and all those things, it's never going to change because God's creation is faithful. The seasons, while it seems like sometimes they get a little mixed up, right? We know that after summer is autumn and after autumn is winter and after winter is spring and after spring because the seasons are faithful because God is faithful. We are reminded of the faithfulness of God through His creation. I think even more so now more than ever, we need to understand this fundamental principle because there's a lot of loud noise out there about the earth and its condition, about the climate and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not going to go into that because it's not the platform or the time for that, right? And we have to be good stewards of the gift, the incredible gift that God has given us. We've got to look after it. But we do not need to fear what's going on in in the world. God's got it. He holds it in His hands. He knows exactly what He's doing. And He he is faithful and His creation is faithful. So don't let fear get a hold of you in that aspect. How many of you stress out when the sun goes down at night and it goes dark? Oh my goodness, where is the sun gone? Where is the sun gone? How long is it going to be? When is it going to come back? How long until the sun comes back? Is it, is it going to rise again? Will it ever rise again? How many of you stress out at night when the sun goes down, wondering about when it's going to come back? No, none of us do. Because every single morning, faithfully, the sun rises in the same way with our God. You know, sometimes life goes dark. Why would we stress out going, where is God gone? How long is he going to be away for? Will he come back? Is he ever going to come? Hey, come on, guys. God is faithful. He is so faithful. He never changes. He never shifts. He never moves. He is always there, always present. You know, they talk about about the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, you're going through a, a hard season or whatever, and it's dark, and they talk about the light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know what you're talking about. We have Jesus and Jesus is the light in the tunnel. So while we're in the tunnel, we have the light. We've got light in the tunnel. We don't have to wait till the end of the tunnel because He is a candle that burns bright, that never goes out. No matter what season we find ourselves in, no matter how dark the tunnel gets, you are never without light when you have Jesus as your portion. Verse three, it says, pardon for sin and a peace that endureth. Thine, O dear presence, to cheer and to guide. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with 10,000 beside. What is verse three about? It's about God's faithfulness to his people. So God is faithful in character. It's who he is. God is, we see God's faithfulness throughout his creation. And we see that God is faithful to his people. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
while we were in our sin, when we didn't deserve mercy or grace, Christ died for us. He faithfully showed up for us. In 2 Timothy verse 2.13, it says, if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. He cannot deny who he is. No matter who we are, no matter if we find ourselves in sin, no matter if we make mistakes, no matter if we mess up, no matter who we are or where we are or however we find ourselves, he always remains faithful because it's who he is. He cannot change who he is. He is faithful no matter what. So not only do we discover the the faithfulness of God from his word, but his faithfulness is on display in the whole of the universe. And even more so personally, his faithful is evident in each and every one of our lives. It says he pardons our sins, fills us with peace, assures us of his presence, gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow and blessings too numerous to even count. You know, the, wa- the wages of sin was death. And he died for us. He saved us from death. But shouldn't we still pay our debt? Shouldn't we still live out the sentence required by law? But he cancelled our debt. Not only did he die for us and save us from death, but he cancelled our debt and he released us from the prison of guilt and shame. So now we, we don't have to stay bound in prison, but maybe now we should... We should now work to earn his love and respect, right? Because we've been set free. So we should work to earn his love and respect. We should be his slaves. But no, he robes us and he, and he gives us finest robes and he, and he calls us not slaves, but sons and daughters. So not only should we have died and paid for our own sin, but he saved us from that and he set us free, released us. He set us into freedom. And not only do we have to now work to earn his love and respect, but he, he, he robes us as his sons and daughters. We don't have to be his slaves. You know, maybe we should just be grateful that we can live in the family house. But you know, but don't be too greedy. Don't take up too much space in the family house, right? No, no, no. As sons and daughters, we are highly favoured and anointed. And everything in our father's house is now our inheritance. And every spiritual blessing in heaven and on earth is, is ours to obtain. How great is his faithfulness. That we should be dead in our sins and we are walking like priests in robes, uh, uh, highly favoured and highly anointed with everything around us for ours to obtain. Our God is an incredibly faithful God. O-M-G-I-F, right? Oh my God is faithful. See, the faithfulness of God takes ordinary people and makes them live extraordinary lives. Ordinary people. And because of His faithfulness, We are privileged and we are blessed to live incredible lives in the faithfulness of God. Perhaps this is what Chisholm's sentiment was. That while it may have seemed like his life was pretty ordinary and perhaps at times a bit disappointing because it didn't seem like he was able to fulfill what he wanted to fulfill. It was less than exciting, but because of God's incredible faithfulness, he was in total awe of the life that he got to live in the shadow of God's greatness. Lamentations 3, 24. Let me read it again. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in Him. Hey, church, 
When the Lord is your inheritance, how ordinary can life be? <laughs> when the Lord is your when God is your inheritance, how ordinary can your life be? Come on, let's answer that question. It's not possible. He's an extraordinary God. His faithfulness is communicated through His Word and we see it in His character. We see it in all of the universe. If we just look around and see His faithfulness and then we reflect and remind ourselves of His faithfulness toward us, toward His people, even when we were still sinners, he's, He died for us. He was faithful because He cannot deny who He is. The faithfulness of God. God. 